Dateline, October 10th, 2010. Well, good day, folks. Welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 118 of the Airplane Geek Show. I'm Steve Vischer. With me, as always, is Grant McHeron on this lovely Melbourne afternoon. G'day, mate. Hey, mate. How are you going? Oh, wonderful. I've been out in the sunshine. I know I was cranky last week about the uh, time change, but uh, my goodness, what a lovely day. And I've been out looking at uh, scale model aircraft today, so uh, that should make David pretty jealous. Finally realising that you can use that extra hour to get some more sunshine and go out, huh? Well, I know I use it to get some more sleep this morning before I got up. <laughs> Well, I'm a bit jealous because uh, the weather has been great and I've been out helping to crew for the last three days in a row. Grant, it's been a reasonably, I wouldn't say a huge news week this week for aviation down this side of the world, but uh, there's a few uh, stories here that we thought we'll just cover in brief and uh, a couple of other ones that uh, we might give a little bit of comment on. So uh, the first one uh, harks back to last week and uh, it's just talking about the way uh, Virgin Blue Chief John Borghetti dealt with the computer meltdown they had last week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they're back up and running. They uh, switched back from the secondary backup system that they went to. They switched back to the primary. Unfortunately, that took a number of hours to do, uh, but they knew it was coming, so they pre-cancelled a number of flights in advance to ensure that there weren't massive delays and flights slipping and so on. They just cancelled them and re- rescheduled all the passengers, called them in advance, that kind of thing. But they're now running on the um, on the back on the primary system. They've taken away the uh, offending piece of hardware that died and replaced it with not-so-funky hardware, and we're just uh, waiting to see what the end results are because still to this day, no one has been able to explain why they didn't just cut straight over, why they kept trying to resolve the problem. I suspect that they actually uh, were thinking they could solve it, fixed it, and then a new problem came up and then the problem kept recurring and it took them just too long before they threw in the towel and went over to the old one. Yeah, well, apparently uh, the company that runs that system called New Skies, which is uh, Navitaire, and we uh, we had a bit of a chat about them last week. Uh, apparently they've been called in this week for some, uh, shall we say, frank and open discussions with uh, Virgin Management. So uh, wouldn't you have liked to have been a fly on the wall there, Grant? Uh, oh, heck yeah, because Borghetti has said he is not happy at all. And the next uh, one we're going to deal with briefly here is uh, talking about the Qantas chief executive, Alan Joyce. Uh, he's told a uh, trans-Tasman business circle lunch in Sydney recently that aviation was a key driver in the relationship between... Uh, Australia and New Zealand and saw 931,000 Australians visit New Zealand in the new year and uh, he's urging a more common aviation agreement between the two countries. That's right. We've reported on this a number of times. He's been uh, very forthright and often saying uh, that he wants the Trans-Tasman borders to be uh, streamlined and in fact dropped so there's no quarantine and customs so going from Sydney to Auckland will be the same as going from Sydney to Melbourne except slightly longer. He believes that will very much improve the flow of business across the Tasman. It's already a very, very busy uh, trans-Tasman route there with multiple airlines and lots and lots of flights, very busy part of the um international airspace down here but uh, yeah it's there's a lot of things to get through um, New Zealand has some very very tight quarantine issues uh, but there's also issues with various um, airports there some airports may lose duty free because if you uh, drop a lot of the restrictions then going between Australia and New Zealand there may not be any duty free anymore yeah well that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't be a good thing at all I'm sure they could work their way around that one we certainly wouldn't want to see that although you know I mean you don't need visas to go to New Zealand these days so the duty free issue would be one that uh, they'd certainly want to keep going yeah It'll be interesting to see how this one comes through, whether he's, act- he's actually able to help influence that occurring. Yeah, so uh, sticking with Qantas Grant, now they've had a bit of an incident this week on a flight uh, to Hong Kong where a man uh, decided to uh, get a little bit, uh, well, 
possibly over-refreshed and decided he'd make a few death threats on the flight and threatened to blow the flight up and, well, it didn't end up too well for him. No, that's right. He uh, he went a bit kooky there, unable to confirm or deny rumours that he was praying beforehand, but apparently he made death threats to others and then threatened to kill himself as well. Mm. So what can you say? Another kook and they've shown up on a Qantas plane. Maybe he just received a letter about their new frequent flyer program, Grant. That's very possible. Uh, they are introducing bag charges for their second bag and they're also introducing a number of other fees. Uh, you're able to have up to 23 kilos in your first bag and the second bag thereafter is $30. Now note, this is for all frequent flyers, unless you're a premium, free, like top end frequent flyer flying and business or first. But uh, yeah, suddenly you can't take that second bag like you used to be able to. This isn't just for the unwashed masses. This is for the Qantas mainline and this is for their frequent flyers. One of the other fees that they're bringing in is a $35 fee if you call their call center to transfer frequent flyer points to a member of your family from your account. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see how their uh, hordes of frequent flyers behave. They're introducing that new baggage checking system. It's doing reasonably well in Perth and they're getting ready to roll it out in Sydney where frequent flyers get uh, special ID tags for their luggage and are able to go through and uh, self-check in and self-bag drop as well for their very frequent flyers. So it's going to be interesting to see how those folks react to the these fees. I'd say they won't react well to any fees. I mean, uh, fees and charges for everything in this country are, are, are very big news at the moment, particularly now that there's uh, talk of uh, carbon tax being back on the agenda and all this sort of stuff. People are very sensitive to their uh, to the cost of, of, of living at the moment. And um, for Qantas to bring this in, I think it's almost been a little bit disingenuous of them in a way because, as we've spoken before, Grant, that they've, they've been quite proactive with their frequent flyer program. They've been hooking up with uh, supermarkets, credit card companies, that sort of stuff. And uh, as we said a few Ausdesks ago, we actually thought that was a good idea, but now that they've got so many more people into these sorts of schemes that probably wouldn't have been in them before, and I'd count myself amongst that number, to be honest with you, now that they've got everybody in there, it's it's okay, now let's uh, gouge them for everything we can get out of them. So uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's almost telephone company mentality. Yeah, we expect that with Jetstar and Tiger and people like that, but now they're doing it with Mainline. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you know, despite all that, people apparently have feeling a lot happier about Qantas's safety record um, a couple of years ago after their rather horrible time in 2008 when they had the 747 divert to Manila after the oxygen bottle exploded. They had the A330 do its uh, porpoising roller coaster ride out of uh, Learmonth in Western Australia. Uh, they had an ongoing dispute with engineers and a number of other items that were in the news all the time about any minor squawk, anything at all, that would be in the news. And uh, people's uh, confidence in Qantas's safety dropped to 66%. Well, it's now gone back up to 83%. Everyone's like, no, no, they're safe again. Uh, I haven't heard any news about anything going wrong. So, yeah, I think they're safe. Yeah, it is good to see. And I mean, Qantas has always traded very strongly on its uh, on its safety record. And I, I know they would have been, or I would assume they would have been working very hard to restore that image. And- and, you know, as we've pointed out a lot in the past, a lot of these maintenance issues that they've had, okay, let's let's not talk about the you know, the major ones that they've had, but a lot of the lot of the comparatively minor day-to-day routine things, non-safety critical, have been finding their way into the media. Uh, very easy for journalists to pick up and run with that sort of stuff when there's not much else to talk about. So it's good to see that people's faith is being restored in Qantas. They still do have a pretty good safety record, let's face it. No, it's a very good one. They, they officially haven't lost a jet yet. Well, folks, that's just about everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Uh, gee, we've... Uh, uh, packed a lot into that one, mate. Yeah, it's been a pretty quick chat. I, I'm, I'm glad we, we were able to zip through a number of uh, articles here. 
Yeah, excellent. So uh, I guess I'll uh, get this ready to uh, edit and uh, head off to work. And uh, Grant, I guess you'll be out into the sunshine again, or are you going to head off to bed seeing as you've got to get up at some ungodly hour and uh, get up and go ballooning again? Oh, a bit of both. I do have a couple of errands to run this afternoon, but uh, yeah, I will be in bed quite early this evening uh, So because it looks like we're going to get our fourth day in a row. And I can tell you, after three days of getting up early and chasing balloons, uh, an extra couple of hours of snoozing is always a good thing. Folks, uh, episode 44 of Playing Crazy Down Under has uh, just hit the uh, hit the virtual airwaves, so uh, make sure you get out and download a copy of that. It's a very long one, but uh, there's some uh, great content in there which we hope you'll enjoy. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.